0: Welcome to the Synth Electronic Music Show, brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. I'm not joined by Clive Walpole when the Sonic Shed is on Zoom. Yes. Like the old days. Like the old
1: days now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the old days of
0: COVID. my wire. <laughs> <laughs> and uh tonight we've got a special guest over on the zoom land um it's terry lane coming live and direct from recover down the road Welcome, terry
2: hello thank you
0: and terry's a fellow electronic enthusiast and <laughs> and runs a label umbrella concrete thank would you like, would you like to tell us a little bit about it? Then?
2: um yeah we started the label there's me and two other artists um started the label th- three years ago now and it was just the idea that we was all kind of doing our own thing on Bandcamp, and we just thought that by being able to group together under a label we would be able to make more of a splash really so the idea mm-hmm. originally was the free artist putting their own stuff out so that's me putting stuff out as the closer we are to dying uh, clive smedley putting stuff out as the bleak industrialists and Andrew Kesby putting stuff out of sour milk, and then more or less straight away we put out some samplers as well, which was just like-minded artists uh, that started around the area. And now we've had artists from from Canada and France, and Brilliant. so we're looking looking for a all the time. Excellent, That's
0: great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, we come across you from doing our show, and uh, you, you know, you're yeah. literally just a uh, few miles away from us, which is uh, one, of, one of the sort of um, good things about doing this show.
1: Yeah, it Actually, amazes it's, me, this area, because so many sort of talented people around do, doing
0: nerdy electronic stuff. Electronic music. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> so many <laughs> talented nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's right. I <Yep. laughs> see so uh, your latest releases to uh, Thierry uh, Holt. We played mm-hmm. one of his pieces last week.
2: We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and again that that um, similar to to getting in contact with you originally, and then and then seeing that Terry had put a video of himself on your Facebook page, so yeah. I contacted him, said I really liked what he did, and he listened to some of the stuff on the label, and and I just asked if he would like to put it out on Umbrella Concrete, so that's come about. So yeah, we've put out a Volume One of live recordings he did last year. And there's a volume two to come out in. Well, we haven't got a date for that, but it will be scheduled in the next few months.
0: Brilliant! That's great. I really, I really like his work. I oh, Loved his yeah. uh, live improvising. Mm. Yeah. So you've um, you've got a selection of of uh, pieces that you've uh, bought bought tonight. Which um, they um, influences and what are they? able to you? These pieces?
2: Yeah, I I kind of when you said about playing some tracks it, it was difficult I, I i kind of such an eclectic taste in music so first of mm. all obviously i narrowed it down to something that would 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 fit into the show that you run electronic music and synthesised music and i just tried to think of a few things that from from when i was younger that influenced me and also kind of things that along the way have kind of stayed with me really so there's a couple of newer things there's a couple of older things and then there's things that the basically from 1990s 2000s which I still play now so mm. you, you know just, just it was really hard just to pick a handful of tracks I was as, really as
1: I'm sure I was listening to them today Yeah, and it was a really good mix yeah mm. thanks well
0: let's start with the first one then which is a uh, Sheffield band an influential band they collaborate Voltaire with mm. Oh, nag 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 that was, was that that's that was, was that their first one of their first um, singles, was it?
2: Yeah, it was one of their first singles on Rough Trade Records, so that came mm. out I think in nineteen
0: seventy nine. Mm. Yeah. And there's um obviously like Stephen Mallander, Richard H Kirk, who he said he died last year, didn't he? Hmm. And, um, yeah, this year, or or? and uh, last year, uh, Chris yeah. Watson. And Chris Watson, yeah, the, uh, mm. who's a sort of the, the world-renowned mm. film recorder, isn't he, for BBC yeah. and all sorts of documentaries, and that. but yeah, and such an influential band, and uh, Sheffield is just such a centre of electronic music as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, around that time you obviously had Human League um, and from that you had Heaven 17 as well. So um, yeah. there was a, yeah, a lot of electronic music around in the, that kind of post-punk era. And what I really liked about Cabaret Voltaire and I found quite... Easy to listen to compared to the other guitar music I was listening to at the time, is it was really quite noisy and quite aggressive in the same mm. way as like the the, the punk thing. So, um, so whereas some of the music, right? yeah, definitely. I mean, mm. I you know when I first heard this and and other Cabaret Voltaire stuff, there just wasn't anywhere where I could say you know go to refer to and say oh they've they've copied bits from here. So. Mm. Um, different to Kraftwerk, which obviously uh, was an influence to them and everyone else around in the 70s and, and, and later, but mm. Kraftwerk's music was so much different, where Cabaret Voltaire was, was still very garagey, and, and there was a lot of punk ethic in there, I yeah. think. Yeah,
0: homemade. Yeah. yeah, homemade, yeah. Let's listen to this. This is, a, this is Nag 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 by Cabaret Voltaire. It still sounds uncompromising,
2: uncom- un- isn't it? Really? Yeah,
1: with that sort of really raw sort of distortion on that. I think. Mm.
2: Yeah, so it sounds so so aggressive, that it, it mm. really fitted in with with people still just using guitars. I think it sounded a lot more aggressive at the time when it came out than, than yeah. using kind of grungy guitars.
0: Yeah, yeah. very influential, wasn't it? Oh
2: yeah.
0: yeah. In that your second track tonight is uh, a piece by Renegade Soundwave. How are you doing yeah. that? I don't know too much about them. I know oh, from London. No, new to me. They're on uh, the right. mute, weren't they?
2: Mm. Yeah, they they were. They they started. Um, they formed about 1986. Mm. Um, and the, the, there there was three guys. Uh, the two main guys, Gary Asquith and Danny bright But Gary Asquith had been in a post-punk band called Rima Reema, uh, mm. which was signed to 4AD. That that kind of had Marco Peroni who went on to play oh, a, uh, guitar in Adam the Ants
0: yeah alright
2: oh, and uh, Mike Michael Allen who went on to sing uh, be the singer of Wolfgang Press so oh, right. Rima Rima was kind of like uh, before before um, kind of they all got famous but Gary was the singer and guitar player in that and what I liked about Renegade Soundwave um, the was when they started, say so 1986, I think, um, they released their first single, Grey Twins. And again, they they was kind of, although they was using samples and cut-ups and everything was on computers, it was very kind of garagey and very much probably from their their, their own um musicianship and their and their own a quality of production and and, and computers etc. It, it just had a real kind of punk feel, um, mm. and I, and I heard Cray Twins with the first single and and then Cocaine Sex was was both on the John Peel show, and and at the time no one was doing anything like what they were doing. Mm. Um, the track I've I've kind of I, I could have played Cray Twins or Cocaine Sex, because just to emphasise how different they were at that time, um, but the track I've I've kind of. Uh, ask you to play is the um a track from their second album how you Doin'. doing yeah. um but that, that was released on as you say on mute in 1994 but all bands like the chemical brothers underworld um prodigy all those bands that kind of came up in the 90s of as kind of dance music and, and maybe even called dance crossover music they all reference renegade Soundwave as a as a big influence
0: right yeah they did have a hit, didn't they? They did have some sort of top 10, top 40 hits. The no,
2: the, the only one was just, just, yeah, top 40. They had a, a track of the first album was called Probably a Robbery, mm. which um, was kind of almost like a, a, a gimmicky type song. Certainly wasn't their best, but it, yeah. Mute, I think Mew put quite a lot of energy into to kind of getting them to, to make it. And, and Gary Asquith, anyone who knows of Gary, He's got a, a particular way of singing and I guess it either works for you or it grates. It's one of those, those vo- voices, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he's got the look, he had the style and certainly everyone, I think, at Mute who was working with them thought that they were going to be as big as all the other bands that were on Mute.
0: Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Well, let's uh, play the track. It's, uh, this is Renegade Wave with How You're Doing.
3: I was just coming back from a... House party, my ears were numb. I was feeling excited. I could taste it. The melody breaks, flashing faster than time. My house is shaking, my walls vibrating. My house is shaking, my walls vibrating. I've got the skills. A poetry lesson at nine There's no catches, no strings attached to you I said balance yourselves, you'll be fine My house is shaking, my walls vibrating Renegade sound wave 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 Renegade sound wave, wave. Pickups with my pickups The guitar
0: later sort of uh more crossover dance tracks New you yeah there.
1: yeah so it's yeah. a nice sort of mix with acoustic and electric
2: there um, yeah big, big samples from serge gansberg yeah, I I yeah, that yeah on yeah. the incline is not it yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah there is a, a massive fan oh, well, so yeah. It. Yeah. they're referenced even today by by all those bands that became you know top 10 bands and and again unfortunately renegade Soundwave was just kind of left behind which uh, it's a bit sad really that that mm. when that happens you know you you eat right. when when other bands make it on on the back of someone else you just want people to at least know about them i guess
0: yeah, yeah. true yeah yeah sort of paved the way didn't they
2: yeah um, definitely Oh,
0: no, really good your next choice is um john hopkins piece which um yeah he's 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 such a great artist isn't he oh, he's really yeah. amazing stuff we played a few yeah. bits of his in the past well,
1: we, have, we have and singularity is a particular favorite of mine as well
0: he has yeah. this knack of um of like building up textures into a sort oh. of crescendo doesn't he that's his kind of sound
2: there's uh, i mean just thinking of the songs i send you i think i think in a lot of the cases and certainly in the music that i do i i like repetition mm. um I-, I like that kind of minimal Kind of influence of of sounds just and uh, you just lock into it a bit like locking into a groove mm. and and you you just kind of you, you you go with it, you don't really need too much change or you know certainly don't need a verse chorus i uh, the, the kind of minimal techno stuff, which I would guess John Hopkins kind of drops into, yeah, reminds it? me of like when I, you know, I got into the the club music in the 1989, 1990. And what I really liked about that was, was you know, the trance of it, not necessarily trance music, but just by listening to a repetitive beat over and over. And you, you just kind of you know it's it's kind of hypnotic it's meditative yeah. and, and there's mm. a lot of music right back from Terry Riley and the, the minimalist music and Philip mm. Glass etc. That's all a very similar thing I think there's a and, and there's a, a similar kind of um, strand to what John Hopkins does. It's just kind of that kind of building on something as you say, but it's it's very very simple. Mm. Um, and he's got, there's something about his music, uh, not, not the last album, which I think he stepped off into a different kind of um, area, but certainly Immunity and Singularity, the two favourite albums. They're, they're, it's almost like he's made his own sound, and, it, and he just keeps exploring that. And I, I, he's obviously a very talented guy. Yeah, he
0: has got his own sort of area that he works in. He? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this is um, John Hopkins and Singularity. he's um, got that sort of club sensibility isn't he of uh, build, builds and drops and mm. extra bits coming in but uh, yeah,
2: he's great, li- great listening to that on really really big bassy speakers
0: mm.
2: it, yeah it just, just goes right through
0: you yeah it sounds great on my headphones God. so Fortet is, um, is a similar character in a way, he's got, he's got his, own, his own set of um, sounds and techniques is not he he's like, it's more in the sort of glitchy Sort of cut yeah. up, cut up sort of thing, but still in the samples and synths area.
2: Yeah, and, and again, talking about Renegade Soundwave earlier, one of the things I really liked about Forte when I first heard it in the late '90s was that I, I really never heard anything like what he was doing before. I think there's been quite a few artists that, if not, have taken bit elements of his music since, have certainly kind of drawn from him in, you know. He, he, whether he opened doors for other people, I don't know. But as I mm. say, when I first, first become aware of his music, I, <clears throat> I had no reference of that. As you say, it's quite um, kind of cut up and, mm. and glitchy. Uh, well, there's a, a of lot a jazz vibe to
1: it, it as well. well. listen to it. Yeah,
2: kind of. yeah, Got that yeah, yeah, I,
1: of jazz feel to it. I don't
2: Improvised. know if you've heard. There's there's a band called Fridge which he did before he went solo with two oh, other yeah. um, school friends and that's kind of very jazzy where they was oh. playing instruments. Oh. Um, so he's definitely come from from that angle.
1: roots.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh. Mm. And uh, I mean, I'd, I'd say some some sort of pedals have been influenced by his sounds. As well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of automatic cut up
2: viable yeah definitely yeah. i say when he first came around it, it was I mean the, and the earlier stuff is much more kind of glitchy um, mm. which I love and as he's gone on I think again it's become more kind of dancey and, and, and more of a more of a commercial sound I guess the track that I've I've kind of chosen is more of a commercial sounding thing but he's still doing the same thing as he was before I think he's just expanded on it
0: yeah. so what's the track you've, you've uh, chosen Fist of his tonight
2: the track is called Sing and it's from his 2010 album There is Love in You.
0: Tune, isn't it? Yeah, it's all
1: quite um, sort of African rhythms in that
0: as well. Mm. Yeah, awesome. I, mean, Jury's, I mean, he's unashamedly works in the box, isn't he? He's not worried about stacks of analog synths or anything. He's uh, mm. he likes to work in with more of the computer and uh, samplers and that. And uh, but he, he just gets so many great sort of textures. It's just, it's yes, right. is choices, isn't it? Really, mm. it's great choices.
2: Yeah. Yeah, when you listen to, uh, in that song, uh, when you listen to some of the bits that he's bringing in, it's it's almost like it's at times they're not actually sitting comfortably and, and that's what i think i really like about his music it's not obvious yeah and, and that that that's probably what sets him apart from from other people that are doing similar things is is that he he kind of gets things to work that sometimes don't sound like they really should
0: yeah it's more organic it doesn't it doesn't it's not yeah. rigid is it like on no. the, on the grid at all no but yeah great sensibility so your next choice is a a band, an act. I don't know. I, I, I haven't found anything about them. Or open source. It's difficult to yeah. Google them because um, it's such a sort of like you know, <laughs> that's a trouble. It, are you? <laughs> open source means other things, isn't it? But, um, yeah. Yeah. Tell like, us about them.
2: Similar. So moving on from from kind of getting an introduction in the late nineties to Fortep. Um, I started then, I, I was working online and there was a lot of kind of sharing, um, much more than there is now, but a lot more of sharing sites. Uh, and, and you used to put your, uh, same, I guess as some people do now, but you, you put some of the music that you've got up online and then other people would see what you've got and comment and say, yeah, and give you kind of suggestions of if you like this, then... You might like this, and, and you'd you'd get kind of almost like um, different people. A lot of European people, for some reason, that I was, was contacting me with with different stuff. There was a lot of good labels, a lot of European labels at that time. Uh, Mill Plateau, which this album's from and Scape, which is a German label. And I found that there was a lot more of this kind of glitchy music, which, again, was was so new to me and, and so exciting of that, you know, that the, there's no limits to it at all. Mm. And the, the track that I've kind of um, I've picked by open source and, and I know – as much as you do about them as a, <laughs> a, as a band but it's from this album which is um, not not an original title Electric Ladyland yeah, I think actually, that was well, I think that's well, been used before somewhere yeah, um, yeah. but it was called uh, <laughs> it was called clip hop version one and what it was is just a compilation of, of all these different artists that I'd never heard before mm. um, I, at the time, I could never get the the CD. Uh, you can you can get it on disc, Discogs now, secondhand. So it is available still. But it's uh, whether it was a very limited album, I don't know. Yeah. But this this track um, by Open Source Full Clip, just it's just similar to a lot of the stuff that's on there. And again, I just think it's really interesting. And, and it's limitless what you can do with, with cutting up stuff on computers and samplers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: So listening to. That. Full clip by open source. (laughs) Reminds of that sort of uh, 90s time. Yeah, 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 yeah mm. that
1: laid-back vibe as well. It? Yeah, yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah sampling is—I mean, it's never been a way, but it's, it's sort of coming back in vogue in a way, isn't it?
2: It's, it's a bit like you get all the, the, the samples and, and stuff now of, of noises, background noises, or, or tape squeaks. Mm. Um, for, for, for many years when we were younger, you was got to try to get. The most professional digital sound you could get. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now you, yeah. Now you can actually get plugins to make it sound like oh, <laughs> really yeah. bad analog. Yeah. It's well, Since really
1: like sort of and you want the drift in in the oscillators to give it sort of the fatness and yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. We're
0: sort of res- responding to the the cleanliness of of uh, digital progress, I suppose, aren't we? Mm. <laughs> mm. So, um moving on to uh, the next one.
2: Yeah. This is uh, this is DR Radio. Um, originally, I think they were called. If I'm, I'm right, remembering Death Row Radio, which hmm. sounds a bit naff, so they changed it to DR Radio. <laughs> um, and this is from uh, an album from 2004. Um, another great label called Static Caravan. Um, I, I was fortunate enough <laughs> around that time to to just get kind of. I had a um, a music. Uh, website they used to do reviews for. And so I used to get sent a lot of stuff. And again, like the, the sharing files online, I started getting a lot of stuff from small labels that I just, I wouldn't have heard otherwise. And mm. so it's great when that happens you do kind of get flooded a little bit unfortunately and then mm. maybe give the time to, to to some music that you should but dr radio was one of those um bands that came out of that i just got this album sent through from a, a press company from static caravan never heard anything about them and um, yeah this is a track called no more reaction from their album underscore
0: it sort of folktronica didn't they the, the, uh, that sort of genre is similar to the quartet pieces yeah, it, anyway yeah mm-hmm. in that, in and area. Again,
2: quite scratchy and a bit glitchy um but yeah, like, i yeah. think yeah their stuff um their later stuff got even more m- more removed i think and become almost kind of like a neoclassical um section of, of music Mm. But this I, I thought was, yeah, it was kind of like a, a bridge between the, the glitchy stuff and, and something more kind of just melodic.
0: Yeah, mm. really nice. I, I looked them up and they're, they're a duo from Newcastle, aren't they?
2: Right, I, I, still... yeah, I can't, can't remember. I remember looking them up at the time, <laughs> yeah. I guess. They, I've got a few albums by them and they've done some really interesting work. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: They've got a Bandcamp page. Hmm. No, I think the last, it like the last thing they've released was in 2017, so it's all recently. Yeah,
2: yeah, quite recently. Chris Tate yeah, what, and Paul what, what,
0: Patterson, there you go, pair from Port Newcastle. Very good.
2: Yeah, mm, I, could, like and I, say, I, I wouldn't have come across that. I, I, I don't know if the other stuff, I think some of the other um, albums are on Static Caravan, but um, I think that's from the, up in that area as well.
0: Hmm. So next we go into uh, the... Um, a, a canadian artist based in berlin where we would all which is twinned with whitstable <laughs> <laughs> it's the other it's the other sort of um
1: whitstable school of
2: uh, electronic music
0: yeah um <laughs> is it scott menteith monteith who is um deadbeat
2: yeah i, I, I i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure but i think this was his first album but there, there's there's three or four albums that i've got of stuff that he's done um all in a similar vein and again it's that kind of glitchy uh music this is this was released on the the scape the german label scape in 2002 Hmm. and again i was sent it um to to review and it was so good to to hear it first time i've played it to so many different people and, and just said just listen to this track and, and see what you think and and no one's ever said mm, I don't like that there's there's always a first mm. I, I guess but um, <laughs> it kind of with mm. that glitchy kind of feel I think this this kind of also brings another ele- element of music that I really enjoy and that's dub music and mm. so this is kind of like a, a kind of a glitchy dub if there's such a thing yeah but, yeah um, just so relaxing and chilled I think
0: definitely. Yeah. this is um, organ in the attic sings the the blues working
2: in the attic yeah. sings the blues yeah right.
0: by Deadbeat <laughs> I do love the dub bit of
1: a, Yeah, sort of, a, relaxed, uh, <laughs> sort of yeah I was going off there sort <laughs> you know, <another>
0: of oh. <laughs> I was thinking that reminded me of something a, a, a video I watched recently it was um, and it was actually Deadbeat in the studio that the, the Man did a ah. special which he, he described how, how he does his you know his techniques and that Lee Scratch Perry played his 80th birthday in Whitstable didn't he um, whatever it was about I can't remember what was it? Four, four or five years ago
2: a few years oh. ago wasn't it yeah. yeah I couldn't get a ticket I couldn't believe that he was playing Whitstable
0: I know it's crazy it was in the <laughs> local pub yeah
2: well, it was <laughs> in Duke the Duke it
0: was he in the Duke yeah it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing it
2: wasn't then, wasn't it? I think he was playing <laughs> he was playing three three, um, three gigs in, London, in the UK London I think the other
4: one was Manchester and Wichita Fall. Yeah, no,
0: it was amazing. Electronic music is all, is, is sort of centred around improvising. Mm. You wouldn't have that sort of genre if it wasn't for that technique of playing the actual desk and uh, getting the sounds out of the out of the effects and uh, and, the, and the tone and filtering and everything yeah. yeah. that's 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 all come from that hasn't it yeah,
2: mm. yeah no and, and the, the deadbeat track just reminds me completely of flea scratch perry and the stuff mm. you know by king tubby as well mm. it's that it's that as you say that that technique of of just playing the desk mm. um yeah great great stuff
0: yeah fantastic so we're gonna um chill out a bit even more with uh, yeah. some i wouldn't say it's classic tronica classic tronica no it's <laughs> but not. it's uh is um, Max, Richter, Max Richter is um, definitely crosses over the the, the electronic and the uh, the. Um...
2: Uh, it's classical, yeah, classical music, but it's done on on, on it's it's computerised and electronics. As yeah, it's mm. kind of what I mean. Then that's the, 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 him redoing kind of Vivaldi's Four Seasons is mm. is just kind of you know it's just the obvious thing for him to have done with the kind of music he does. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously he's. Uh, is, is sort of influenced by the minimalist style? Uh, yeah, Philip Glass and uh, and Michael Nyman a lot, I'd say. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read an, um, an article with him just recently. I think it was was last year, and, and saying how obviously now he's you know he composes and does so many uh, original film scores that that he's. But he said for twenty five years, no one wanted. No one wanted his music and he, he. I think his wife's an artist and they said they were just struggling for 25 years. where yeah. he just carried on doing what he thought was the right thing to do and, and it's it's always, I think, it, it's it's surprising as well as interesting when you hear that because obviously if you listen to his music now or, or you know, you, you play something and, and so many people know, like this track, for instance, it's used on adverts as well as in films and, mm. and on TV and you wonder why for 25 years no one was really picking up on the music he was making. Mm. Yeah, it's well, amazing,
0: isn't it? We all feel like that, don't we? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know how many years you've got to go, but I've still yeah, got quite a few yeah. to go maybe. That's, yeah, that's, yeah you've got it's something to look forward to. Yeah, i
1: didn't go since I was about 16, so yeah. another 10 years and I'm
0: there. <laughs> 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 so this is um, from the album Recomposed, Four Seasons. Um And it's Spring 1 by Max Richter. Absorbed by that.
1: Yeah, it's yes, brilliant. I like that, the way he's taken that theme and repeated it and repeated it.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah. it has a similar sort of technique as the other uh, electronic artists we played earlier. Mm. The repetitive, sort of, ostinato um, motifs, um, mm. but obviously using the live instruments for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like you said, he was, um, I think he's definitely been influenced by people like Philip Glass mm. uh, and the minimalists, but. It's mm. such a uh, such an interesting idea to take something so you know obviously it's a classic and so well known as yeah as the Four Seasons and 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 kind of recompose it in your own way. Um, I think it's really interesting that the concept of it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that's what he's got together really. Is that he's he's managed to get strong concepts behind his work, which has sold it to the public as such, hasn't it? Mm. That's probably. To, you know, a lot to do with his his breakthrough.
2: Yeah, the, I I don't know if if it's kind of just um a, a kind of fashion thing to a degree as well because there's a lot more um, music that's I mean that the term neoclassical is used for people like Nils Frahm and and Oliver Arnold's. Hmm. They're doing something very similar. I mean, um, uh, same as John Hopkins. Um, you know, mm. he was a he's a classical classical pianist. Yeah. Um, when he was younger and and, and nils for as well that that you know that they, they've they've come from possibly classical training um and they just so happen to be in the 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 computer and electronic fields
1: and yeah things yeah. Yeah. still field. sort of reflect on that discipline as well
2: right? yeah I mean,
1: you know, something definitely. new. definitely
2: yeah. yeah. it's good to yeah to, to have that as well as then be that open-minded to listen mm. to electronic music and yeah. as you say the, the minimalism and the you know the repetitive music is in all of their music i think
0: yeah and it sort of breaks down the hierarchy of like uh, what you know classical music is is better than popular mm. music as such
2: yeah there's a snobbery isn't there mm. yeah, definitely yeah. um but uh, yeah
0: so your next choice is um a japanese artist Sasumo Yokota, yeah. which uh, another, another artist I haven't come across.
2: Mm. Right, yeah, and again, this this is the same kind of period as when I was getting sent loads of stuff to review that I'd never heard of, really. Um, this was originally released in Japan in 1999, but the, the way that I got to hear about it was when it was re-released on Tony Morley's Leaf Label record, right. uh, records, which... I think he was doing that with a lot of artists. He was so, um, he probably still is, but he was just so interested in all this music, which wasn't kind of getting out there, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I first contacted Tony around that time and, and he was giving me stacks of different artists, um, to just say, you know, listen to this, you won't hear it elsewhere. And so some of Yokota, hey, I've got quite a few of his albums, but this um, is from an album called. Secura, which I I would say is in my top ten albums of all time. I I Mm. just think it's beautiful music. Um, Unfortunately, he died a few years ago. Um, I I think he was about fifty five. It was all mm. very um, odd. It, It only came out months later, and it was his family that said his his music side and his family side was completely separate. And so, when he died, it was very kind of personal, and only months later. Could they contact um, you know, the people that knew him as an artist because the two things were so separate? Mm. Um, very sad. But yeah, just, uh, I mean, his music, again, it's not just one style. If you were to listen to other albums, some of it's much more dancey, some, some acid stuff. Mm. Um, but again, he, he definitely um, leans on classical music as well, which I think is really interesting.
0: Yeah. So this is called uh, Genshi. I Yokota. mm oh. that really nice yeah I like that
1: it's all nice sort of ambient rhythms nice
2: yeah Yeah. Mm. If, you, if you like the Tsushima Yucuta stuff there's, there's loads of albums you, you can listen to on, on yeah i like to listen it's, yeah, yeah. But, um, the, as I say there's they, quite a you know some of the, the albums are, are quite different um, but mm. yeah just such an interesting guy when once I picked up on him I kind of kept by his albums but as I say very sad a few years ago to, to find out he'd died
0: Mm. Shame. It's interesting to say about the uh, the Leaf Label and people like that. They are tastemakers and they they do the work for you. They 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 research and find good stuff, don't they? And it's, we still need labels and tastemakers to uh, to do that legwork.
2: Mm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah and, and Tony Morley and and the Leaf Label and and other labels like Scape. Um, they were kind of like as you say, and they were. I was using them as filters. Mm. Um, because a lot of the times that they would release something by an artist but then that artist would also have released something on other labels and then you you can skip to the other label and then start exploring the other artists and i've done mm. a lot of that around this time um where a lot of this music is, is from like the the you know late 1990s early 2000s there was so much music that i hadn't i just never heard of and i, I thought i was a, a kind of abreast of most music i've listened to most genres you know kind of all my life and, <laughs> and it was just so interesting to come across such a wealth of really interesting music that i had just no idea that it, it existed
0: yeah there's so yeah. much out there yeah.
2: there's so much
0: yeah and and we're also uh, in our little studios a lot
2: mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I i listen to less music now than i used to i mean i, I you know from a, a young age right until I don't know 10 15 years ago I would listen to music every day and that would be kind of yeah. albums or CDs that I had but also looking for new stuff hmm. um certainly making your own music you, you do that less yeah, sure yeah. I think for you, you do it because you're more engrossed in what you're doing, but also I found that I, I try to steer clear of other music sometimes as well. There's, no, there's nothing worse than someone saying they like my music, but then they say you really remind me of such and such. Yeah. And of you don't want to listen to such and yeah. such because it, it might pull you a different way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so traditionally, we have a, a banger to end, and uh, uh, this, this is you know this is definitely a Big track, yeah, uh, yeah. Radiohead are a big band, big band <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, this is, yeah, this is uh, from Kid A it's one of my favorite albums. I remember, yeah, it, it, you know, being blown away by it when I first mm. I heard it. Um, and I love this track, it's easy. He uses uh, Prophet Five, I think, all the way through it. Is it that's uh, the main thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta uh, say, you're probably your favorite, everything in its right place, yeah. And well, why, why have you chosen this one?
2: Um, it, it's kind of in, in line with everything that's gone before, really. Uh, when I when I heard this album, and I'd, I was already a, a massive Radiohead fan from, uh, I, I think I can say apart from the first album, I, I think it's not that good, uh, from the bends onwards, that the albums just get better and better. And when they released this album, I, I was, like you, blown away by it. But it was, to me, quite apparent that they was listening to a lot of these other artists around that time that I, mm. I've kind of pulled out because it's very glitchy. And I mm. loved the the fact that, and I'm I, I'm assuming, but I'm, I love the fact that Johnny Greenwood and, and Tom Yule were constantly looking for different ways to go and different music to listen to. And, mm. and, and the music that they released on Kid A and Amnesiac definitely is similar to, to some of these other tracks that I've played.
0: Oh yeah. So listen then to uh, Everything in Its Right Place by Radiohead. That's right. Sounds very fresh, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah, yeah.
0: I was reading on the Wikipedia page that they they start that track off as a uh, a band, and then um, the the uh, producer Nigel Gondrich he um, he just started just translate translated it to um, the Prophet Five and uh, sort of taught the other the band not to worry about not being on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's an amazing piece, would not it? And it's, it's it's kind of. He's followed that that vein ever since, hasn't he? Really, that sort of odd timing and yeah. um, minimalist synthesizer. Yeah, and, uh, apparently, uh, Steve Reich did a version of it. Even
2: Yeah. ah, oh, I'd be interested yeah. to hear that. Yeah, I've mm. heard
0: that, and uh, he was a big fan of that that piece.
2: The mm. <laughs> top of my head, the closest that any big rock band or pop band has got to being that famous and then moving away would be the experimenting that the Beatles did. Um, yeah exactly and yeah, they true, got yeah involved in electronics yeah. and similar thing you know if you was into the beatles and, and you was enjoying the they really you know the big pop hits and then suddenly they was coming out with some really weird stuff on the y album that yeah. must have been quite amazing to hear that you know when it came out the first time
1: yeah that, yeah um, well i mean i followed the beatles since they started really because I, I actually saw him in 60 63.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, it was such a big change. I mean, we were saying the other day where they experimented with the synths, and um, they visited Delia Derbyshire funny
4: Workshop. Mm.
0: They, yeah. they they the they those experimental techniques and sounds to the masses, didn't they? And without uh, under the radar in a way. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah,
1: you
0: know, yeah. If you if you sort of yeah, uh, you know, the people didn't realise what they were getting. This avant garde sort of approach to music. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, mm. and the, the interesting things they done on those last few albums, um, and as you say, um, McCartney apparently kind of uh, being very t- interested in what the Telia Derbyshire and the BBC were doing mm. um, at the time, and, and just listening to, to older stuff as well. Obviously, I would have thought that they was, yeah, was listening to, to stuff that previously, John Cage and, and the stuff from um, the fifties as well. Oh yeah, and yeah. Before the music con crap, yeah, um, right. but but similar to Radiohead, you know, it's just, they. I'm sure they're, you know, that their label must have thought oh, the, when they brought the Benz out, mm-hmm. oh great, hopefully they do another kind of album like the Benz and then when they brought OK Computer out, it was OK. hopefully they're going to do another one of those.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Wonder what yeah. the label thought when they first heard kind of kid A and, and, and just you know it's yeah, <laughs> just yeah. such a brilliant album but I know that it, it turned some people's noses up that, that wanted them just to, to rock out yeah. Um, but yeah just brilliant a brilliant band and, and some you know certainly Tom York and, and Johnny Greenwood gone on to do some great um, film scores as well
0: oh. yeah well brilliant That's, that sounds great that was a fantastic yeah. uh, selection of Thank music you know, and stuff really I haven't, lots of stuff I haven't heard well we're hoping to do some uh, live Events together in the future, so getting yeah, together. Definitely
2: w- would be interested to do it. Mm. That,
0: yeah. We get, we'll, we're getting the uh, the electronauts along the coast here together. Yeah. Yeah. We go. <laughs> And uh, you, you get say
2: that too? there's a, there's a lot of local artists. Mm. Isn't there? From from certainly the ones I know from the you know the Ramsgate Margay oh, area really? to to, yeah. to Medway that there's there's a lot of electronic music in and around Medway and Maidstone as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Keep, I've been saying this for two years, but we will be
2: seeing
0: <laughs> life very soon. It's yeah. getting closer. We've gone through uh, we've gone through COVID, and now uh, we're yeah. getting there. Yeah, and, and check out Terry's label, Umbrella Concrete on, on Bandcamp. Yeah. Any other things you want to plug?
2: No, just that, I mean, if people can go there, they can see we're releasing quite a few things at the moment. Um, as you mentioned, Terry Holwick um, uh, is just really great stuff, that, the stuff he's mm. doing.
0: Yeah. And uh, your own stuff?
2: Uh, and well, there, there's, there's quite a few releases just come out in the last couple of months, and we're hoping to carry that on on a monthly basis at the moment.
0: Brilliant. Well, thanks very much. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Join us again next week for more. Yes, please do. Join us on the Facebook page, the Coastal Electronauts, and the, and the Twitter. Yeah. And until uh, then, bye see bye. you next week. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.